This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is. Stress eating. I'm like, <laughs> I have a coffee in my hand. I needed something cold to sort of cool me down. <laughs> I should have made a chai, but it's too late to drink a chai. Oh my god! Oh god! Oh, well, we're talking about family karma today, so I posted a disclaimer in our stories that it's just going to be us crying. Oh. <laughs> on so many things it's not just the amrit part yeah. there were others there was other stuff in the show that moved me to my core this episode should get an emmy let's just make that declaration oh my god yes i think this episode amazing. should get an emmy because it was the most realist episode ever like of all the reality tv we watched maybe marital medicine came close but this was even more real than that yes it really was so we're talking about family karma now we did miss last week's episode so we can start with that because last week's episode was very funny Mm -hmm. last week's episode was the halloween episode (laughs) and um everybody dressed as angels and demons and amrith really did look like poop coming out of a blackbird's butt I didn't quite understand when he first came with that thing. I was like, why? What is the outfit? Like the feathers is one thing. <laughs> but then he's wearing a regular. They were all wearing like regular clothes, yeah. formal clothes or whatever. It only made sense after they took their shirts off. And then I was like, okay. Yeah. But yeah. the makeup was only till the face. Some of the makeup didn't even go to the neck. <laughs> <laughs> it was a low budget Halloween. <laughs> the- it was very low budget. Mm-hmm. Michelle only did half of his face. It was a whole thing. So, <laughs> so this episode, last episode, we had the Halloween party, but we also got a lot more of Monica than we've gotten, I think, all season um, so far. So we met Monica's boyfriend's family, Rishi, mm-hmm. Rishi's family, and my notes say, Ugh, "I hate Monica." <laughs> There was something smarmy about Rishi's family, too. Did you feel that? They were the smarmiest. They were like Brian's family, except smarmy. Like, yes, it was. But, you know, and they were so smarmy that even Rishi was like, y'all are smarmy. Like, he was kind of looking at them like, I don't know what you guys are doing, but this is. He seems to be the most desi normal kid in that family, person in that family. Yeah. His brothers, his dad, his. It was kind of like, I don't know. It was strange to me that Monica, who is such a goody two-shoe, would be in a two-year relationship with this guy. Which, by the way, they keep saying two years. Yeah. So, which makes me wonder, when did they film the first season? Like, a hundred years ago? Yeah. So, So, if it was two years, then it seems that maybe... Monica was already dating Rishi at the time, but we just... I think it might, definitely must have overlapped with finishing up the shooting for the first season and 
her going out with Rishi. Yeah, which might Has even be why they were probably annoyed with her because she wasn't being honest about like her relationship ah, status. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Monica, like just everything she does, you know, like the boy- the boyfriend's brother was like, so what do you guys do for fun? And he's like, you know, like we just eat. She's like, no, I don't eat. I never eat. I don't eat. I don't like food. I'm like, mm-hmm. calm down, Monica. Yeah. What is your problem? And then she's like, oh, they worship me like Lakshmi every time I walk in. I said, ma'am, I don't that, think so. Yeah. That is very, the worship me like Lakshmi, the Bahu or this uh, daughter-in-law is the Lakshmi. She brings prosperity yeah. to the family. It sort of goes with when you get married, you get dowry with the yeah. girl, right? Yeah. So that is where that sort of comes in. And it sometimes has negative connotations because of that. Mm-hmm. But I think Monica has just watched way too many Bollywood movies. Yes, she is thank rem- you. She, li- she, she thinks she's living in a Bollywood movie. That is 100% accurate. Because now we also met her mom. Mm-hmm. And her mom seems like the complete opposite of Monica. Absolutely. Her mom seems like... More like Lopa, actually. She seemed like a young Lopa. Yeah. She seemed like a young Lopa. Lopa is going to kill you for calling her a young Lopa. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Monica's mom is what, Max, like 50? Mm -hmm. But Monica's, two things I noticed about Monica was, was I felt like Risha's family was some, was more like the kind of family that the Ramchandrans would hang out with. Like Anisha's family would hang out with. Rishi's family? Like, they just seemed like they are always joking around with each other. They Mm -hmm. seem more chill. They seem more like, like, they definitely are smarmy. But in terms of, like, the whole vibe Or the the Brian's family. Or definitely Brian's family. But they seem like people who like to joke around. So I thought it was odd that she would choose to be with somebody like that or feel at home in a family like that. But I also thought when I met Monica's mom, I realized that Monica is thirsting for a type of relationship or a type of family life Mm -hmm. that she never got to have. And much of her idea of what a good family is supposed to be is pulled from Indian movies. Yeah, completely. And she resents her, she blames her mom for walking away from an unhappy marriage and spoiling the picture for her. Yes. The ideal mom and dad picture. I'm like, Monica, at this point in your, whatever the trauma might have been of your parents separating, you should be able to step out of that and just see how horribly mismatched your parents are. It was so evident for me that they were truly mismatched. It's a good thing that they got divorced. Yeah. And, you know, again, I think that her mom seems like a young Lopa probably because she's probably had to experience a lot of the same um, sort of isolation from the community or being treated some type of way from the community that Lopez had to feel as a divorced Mm -hmm. woman. And Mm -hmm. Raj, Monica's dad, even alludes to that. He's like, oh, Mm -hmm. you know, I never quite felt like I fit in because everything that happened. And I was like, what happened? Mm -hmm. Tell us what happened. Mm -hmm. And it's very interesting that they're kind of tiptoeing around what happened. They say, oh, we are like oil and water. And Mm -hmm. Monica's mom said something, which was when Monica saying how I wish that you and daddy could be in a room together and blah, 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 all that stuff. (laughs) Her mom's like, oh, but you know, it's not me. Like your dad, sometimes daddy, sometimes he makes such a big deal. I mean, he can be such a, and she says he can be such a drama queen, but the way she, as she's saying, Drama queen, she sort of mutes it to be like, 
I shouldn't be saying that out loud. Yeah. Because I think maybe it's giving something away. And then they had this, the high tea episode was the next one. So I Mm -hmm. want to talk about that later. But it was just very interesting to me, the dynamic with Monica and her mom, because her mom seems to be somebody who knows what she wants and what Mm -hmm. she wanted was not Raj. Yeah. And she says, he's still mad at me for walking away. Yeah. And she's like, no, that's not what it is, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, then what happened with them? Yeah. One of the things that I always found weird was that typically in the Indian Desi community, not just Indian, but Desi community, divorce does not affect men at all. They can get divorced and they will they will always say something was wrong with the woman and he they will immediately try to set him up and all that. Men don't get affected by it. So for me, the fact that Monica's dad is affected by it and feels some sort of way to interact with the Indian community makes me think that he got dumped in a very public way. Like Monica's mom left. She seems to be very comfortable with that fact. Yeah. But he is not. And he's the one worried about going back into the community and Monica is trying to make sure that he is able to assimilate back into the community. She's trying to facilitate that. I didn't see Monica's mom feel any sort of way about it. So I'm wondering if Monica's mom made that move very publicly and is actually, we don't know what her status is. Maybe she's married again. We don't know that. We don't know what her status is. She seems to be perfectly fine where she is, and he seems to be super embarrassed. Yeah, it's very strange. I like it's very, really, very I, uh, what we call ulta ulta. It's very ulta ulta. It's it's twi- topsy turvy. Topsy turvy ulta ulta. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that coffee looks bomb. Mm-hmm. Malai too. I want one. Mm. All right, well, now I'm distracted by delicious ice cream. So I just overall, I thought Monica was, it's so weird. I just can't quite figure her out. Again, I just think that she's always on. And I thought it was so strange that later on, they talk about when she's talking to Anisha and we're now seeing Anisha and Monica sort of try to become civil with each other. Monica's (laughs) like- That was a funny scene again. It was a hilarious scene because (laughs) I feel so much like I am Anisha where I'm like- I don't understand what this is. Like, I'm not going to sit here and try to make you feel like safer because you don't understand fucking sarcasm. Like you don't understand sarcasm and it's Mm -hmm. weird. And she's like, yeah, I like hold grudges and I can't take jokes and I just don't understand that kind of humor. And then she also says how she used to be friends with Anisha's mom. And I thought that was also interesting. Like that you would go out of your way to become chummy with a bunch of aunties. Yeah. But you don't really have that much of a close relationship with your own mom. mom. Yeah. It's like Hmm. she is looking for the perfect family unit to sort of get into and that's what I feel like when she goes to Rishi's house it's not even Rishi it's so much as being part of a family unit that attracts her yeah and I'm like I don't know if that's a great reason to be with a person I mean Rishi is very cute but in the long run there could be issues because she's she's with somebody probably for the wrong reasons yeah in the long run it could be a problem because she has expectations and sort of a, a she's built up a a scenario, a perfect place in her mind that she thinks that her relationship is going to go to. And if it doesn't go that way, then she might be very disappointed. But I did think her conversation with Anisha was hilarious. Anisha like genuinely doesn't give a shit. 
And Nisha was like, I don't hold grudges. And then Monica says, but I do. And what do you want me to do about it? Yeah. What do you want me to do about it? You shouldn't. And you you are proudly telling me that you hold grudges and you are proud of it. And you're essentially using it as an excuse. Yes. Not as a, not, you're not talking about it as a fault that you need to fix. You're talking about it as an excuse. Yeah. I just love that Anisha was like, I was having a conversation and then I was asked to come over here and talk. And then you're Mm -hmm. not even saying anything. Yeah. It was just all very strange. Then um, the other thing that happened on the last episode was that Amrit and Dylan had to sit down and talk about why Mm -hmm. Dylan was so upset. And guess what, guys? Guess what? We were right. Mm -hmm. As usual. As usual, okay? Your aunties were right. Mm -hmm. We know know our kids. We know our kids. (laughs) We know them. We know them. I know know our kids. We know our people. We know how they function, okay? Mm -hmm. Dylan was upset. He was triggered because he's been attacked before. Yeah. Bingo, bango. And Amrit hasn't because Amrit has not had to experience that. Isn't that odd? It's not odd, but it's so obvious that Dylan experienced it a lot. But Amrit did not because Amrit presents very heterosexual. Yeah. And so he has not experienced it. And so he's actually surprised. I was surprised how much Amrit was surprised that Dylan had experienced it. Yeah. I mean, when Dylan said that he was just called the F word recently, and Mm -hmm. Amrit says, I've never been called that before. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, good for you. I'm really glad that you didn't. But I thought that was so interesting because almost every gay person I know has been called that before. Mm -hmm. You know, they've been called a slur, a homophobic slur before. So it goes to show really the experience, the difference in experience when you do present a certain way. Most people started watching the show thinking that Amrit was straight and Vishal mm-hmm. was gay. Yes. So it was something. I do yeah. want to point out one little problematic thing Anisha said, which is when they were at, Anisha was at the costume store with Vishal and Brian, and she said that she loves Halloween costumes, and with her ex, they used to do couples costumes, and one year, he was an Arab sheikh, and she was money, and I was like, oh. oh I know. Anisha, which, <sighs> you know, guys, here's a lesson. Even brown people can yeah. be racist sometimes. <laughs> Especially against other brown people, which we love love to do. We love to do that. We love to be racist and discriminatory against our own people. We love to do that. Yeah. Now, Mm -hmm. unless Anisha's boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, was an Arab man. Yeah. Which I don't believe he was. His name was like Gopal. Vishnu. 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 Same God. Same avatar. (laughs) (laughs) You got it. You got it. It's the same family of God. I knew it. I knew it. Um, why do I know that? I'm like, I don't know. It's because I watch a lot of Indian movies. So, um, but besides that, we also had a little bit of Vishal and Risha together, Risha together at home. I'm just like, she fucking hates him. I don't understand this relationship. I don't either. At all. And do you, don't you think that Vishal is like, consistently a little bit drunk i feel like he's consistently either he's in two extremes he's either in a very morose and depressed kind of mood yeah or he's hyper so it always feels to me that he didn't quite get the medication right Because I feel that yeah. when I don't get my medication right. I'm yeah. not judging him. I'm yeah. just saying you need to work and find the right chemistry. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. What else happened? I think that was it from last that last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I did crack up when they were at the uh, when they're setting up for the Halloween party. First of all, of course, of 
as usual, Auntie Lavina is just like so sweet. She's helping Amrit and Nicholas set up their little party. And then and then Amrit is like, everybody's only allowed to have one ice cube because we, we don't have enough ice. And then Bali comes and she's like, I'm a fucking adult and we're having Trader Joe's appetizers and a bunch of solo cups. Like, what the hell is this? And I think this is why everybody is saying that Bali should join Real Housewives of Miami. But unfortunately, Bali is not rich. Bali is, but um, uh, what's his name is rich? O'Malley. O'Malley's rich. Yeah, but then O'Malley's in Kentucky. Oh, she'll make him move here if uh, if she becomes a Real Housewives of Miami. Oh, yeah, that's true. She could probably oh, sneak on as a friend of and then get her move her right, right. She's messy enough to create some she drama. Is, actually, she would make a she would not make a good housewife. She would make a good friend of. Excellent. Because friend. she she shouldn't be a housewife because you I don't think her her own life is, could be as interesting as the stirring of the pot that she could do. Although she does of. seem to have a very interesting life. We find out that she's been married twice. We knew that in the first ep- oh, first season. We? She told us, oh, right. yeah, she told yeah. us that. Oh my bad. So she's been married twice. Um, the second one was very short lived. Oh yes, she that's right. Oh okay. yeah. All yeah. right. Well, let's talk about this week's episode. So this week's episode, like we said, should be given every award. Yes. In all the books, I just finished, and I was my heart was in my mouth. I was. My heart was beating so hard. I was so apprehensive of how Nani was going to take the whole thing. So Me it was too. just Me huh? too. But but also it's not even that particular thing, right? It's the whole setup of how Amrit first told his parents, how the parents reacted to it, how the parents then sat in their car and discussed their own fears and how they were going to support each other. Uh, it was just incredible, like Lavina sitting in the car and saying to her husband, is there something wrong with me? Am mm-hmm. I not a good person that I don't feel the same excitement for Amrit that I did for Rohit? Yeah. That is such a real moment. And it's such a sense of um, it's understanding. Such self-awareness from such her. Such self-awareness. Such I mean, even if you feel that, you do not talk about it. And the... I mean, they have, they probably have the best marriage there is because she feels open enough to discuss it and say, okay, I need to talk this through. And he is welcoming of it. He doesn't dismiss. He's like, okay, let's talk it through. Tell me what you're feeling. And then he walks through it and helps her un- figure it out or find a way to get around, get over it. And you know, that's, not a this is not a typical first of all it's not even I think this is a marriage that one we don't really have in our culture at least not when you have Uh an arranged marriage but two I don't even think that this is a marriage that most people who are married happily do like right after that many years to be able to sit and have a conversation and be honest about your own shortcomings with your spouse especially as it relates to your child that Mm -hmm. means that they've seen some shit and they've grown they have really grown up together yeah have that conversation and she's just she's so sweet I just want to hug her even in last week's episode she's like cooking up protein for uh, for Nicholas she's she's so cute she's so cute I love her she's like I want to get the hiss and hiss the t- towel. <laughs> and he's like Nicholas is like, I'll take the towel, but not the. Yeah, like, don't be cheesy so about it. It's so, so cute. She is the cutest. She actually sort of in some scenes today 
she reminded me of my mother and I'm like, I need to see my mom. I haven't seen my mom in a, over a year and a half now. So I'm like missing her and I'm like, Aww. oh, I want to hug her. <laughs> I know. I am frowning. This is not a visual medium. <laughs> sad. Okay, so so this week the things that happen is where we see Diwali celebrated in different ways in different households. Mm-hmm. The aunties and some uncles go to high tea, and obviously the big one was Amrit talks to his grandmother Nani, which means maternal grandmother for those uh-huh. of you. Yeah. Listening, by the way, yeah. Familiar. So it's definitely her mother. Yes. It's Auntie Lavina's mother. Uh-huh. Uh, he tells her that he is gay because he wants to propose to Nicholas because that relationship is important to him. So mm-hmm. let's start with the, the um, let's just go ahead and start with the heavy stuff, man. Okay, mm-hmm. so this conversation that Amrit has throughout the episode, right? So he first, he pulls his mom aside, mom and dad aside. He tells his mom, I'm going to propose to him. And she kind of has this look on her face like, really? You are? And he's, he says to her, it's too real now for you, right, mom? Like, it's yeah. too real now. And she sort of starts to panic. And she's like, she says, it would just be so much easier if it was girl. It was a girl. Mm-hmm. She immediately says it. She says it and she regrets it right now. Yes. You can tell in yes. her face. You can tell in her face. She's like, fuck, what have I done? And her, yeah. and, and her relationship with Amrit is so good because Amrit understands where she's coming from. He's not mm-hmm. hurt by this. He's kind yeah. of like, I know what you're saying and... And I get it. And I think mm-hmm. that's also something that is really true in a lot of South Asian families. Like, you know, we've joked about getting our parents' hands imprinted on our faces because it's <laughs> just so hard. But we also talk about sort of how cold and sometimes closed typically the generation of like mine and your parents yeah. um, are. They've been through war. They have been through war and and they have been through poverty and they have been through a lack of affection growing up. They didn't have much of affection growing up. Yeah. They they either lost their parents very early or they grew up in, you know, uh, other relatives, families or whatever. They grew up in poverty. There wasn't any... There wasn't any hugging and kissing and there was no affection. So they they have a hard time showing that to us because they have to learn to do that. They haven't. And so we grew up not very in very a lot of us grew up in not very warm homes. But despite that, there is something still that I've seen with my cousins, with my Uh close friends, where even when you know that your parents might be closed minded about certain things or they might not be the warmest people. When our parents say something that we know is hurtful, we also recognize that they're doing the best they can because all of it is new to them. Mm-hmm. And that's really like that's it's really evident in Amrit's relationship with his parents and even mm-hmm. Amrit's relationship with his nani. Mm-hmm. He is scared of talking to her because he knows that she is probably going to say I'm disappointed. And he says that at the end. It's always going to be oh, I can't say. He always says he says it's always going to be 50% happy and 50% disappointment. Oh, that like, broke uh, my heart. I know. It's like he's like I know it's a hap- it should be a happy occasion but I know it's not going to be because this is something new and this is going to be hard. I do so hope that the next generation when they announce they don't have this to go through this. I was watching this and you guys know I have two sons. 
And my mother-in-law lives in my house and uh, my father-in-law as well. And I often think about what this conversation will look like because I have two sons. I mean, even if I had a daughter, I would have thought about this. But I do wonder because my brother-in-law is not gay, but my brother-in-law is is an atheist, which Uh is, believe it or not, just as bad Bad. when you grow up in a Muslim household. (laughs) He's an atheist who's married to a white girl. So he came out, quote unquote, (laughs) he sort of as an atheist to my in-laws. And that Mm -hmm. was a really, really emotional conversation. And me and my husband had to sit down and explain to my in-laws, like, your son's not a bad person. He just believes things differently than you. Mm-hmm. And he has not changed. And he's still mm-hmm. your son. Mm-hmm. And he's a great guy. And mm-hmm. he has a fucking PhD. And he works mm-hmm. with kids on the autism spectrum. And like his whole life's work is mm-hmm. making life easier for children with disabilities. Mm-hmm. You have a great son. He yeah. just doesn't follow the same religion as you. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. And I remember how emotional those conversations were. So watching this conversation that Amrit is having with his nani, first of all, him talking in Cindy, I think oh. also really like it was it triggered. Does it, did it trigger something for you? Oh my like, God. I, I, I'm... Yes. Hearing... Okay, so hearing our language, I mean, Cindy yeah. is not my language, but it's, you know, all derived. It's similar. Sort of it's close to Hindi. So you Very can close. understand roughly what they were saying. Totally. If yeah, there were no yeah. subtitles, I would have understood also. Yeah, yes, yes. Because it's similar root words, so you know what they're trying but to the, say. But he says, you know, this boy yeah. is my love. Yeah. He says well, he's, he's my piar. Oh, oh. I don't know what it was. It was hearing that. I think, like, it really triggered me. And it took me to a place because I can imagine, like... But also he, the way he said it. Like, he didn't say, he's, he's the boy I love. He said, the boy, he, Nicholas is my love. My love. That's yeah. how he phrased it. Yeah. It was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. When I watched it, I thought about how they also said all episode, uh-huh. there's no word for gay in Hindi. Yeah. There's no word for gay in Hindi. How do you explain this to a 90-year-old woman what gay is? And Bali says it really well. Bali says, you don't have to say gay. Just tell her that you love him. And then she sort of puts it into her his mind, you know? And when he has this conversation and he says, that's my love, I was taken back, taken to a place where I was like, if my children have to have this conversation with their grandparents, it's probably going to go something like this. Because my kids don't really speak Urdu, but they speak, they understand all of it. They would have to break it down in a way where my in-laws could understand Mm -hmm. it or my mom could understand it. Mm -hmm. It would have to come from a place that isn't necessarily a label like I'm gay, but a place of, I just love this person and I can't help it. This is who I love. Because the grandmother says, why not a girl? You couldn't find a girl. Mm -hmm. And the mom immediately says, it doesn't work that way. He wouldn't be happy. Mm-hmm. It would never work because he wouldn't yeah. be happy. And yeah. she keeps saying that. And Lavina yeah. keeps saying that over and over again. It wouldn't work that way, Ma. He wouldn't be happy. And I yeah. think that is really important to drive in because by the end, Nani says, if you're happy, then I'm happy. Yeah. They take away the societally what's going to happen, religiously what do yeah. we believe. They take away they- all of that. They stripped all of that away and they turn the conversation to this is your grandchild and mm-hmm. you should want what makes this yeah. boy happy. Yeah. And that's what drove it home. 
And it was yeah. just, it was amazing. And I sobbed. The whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Time. Me too. And it was and, because. And, and yeah. both Vishal does that. Um, um, sorry. Um, Amrit does that. And then I think in an earlier scene, somebody does that, but they touch an elder's feet. Who does that earlier? Oh, Amrit does it. So Amrit, Amrit does he, it. Yeah, Amrit yeah. does. Oh, when he t- tells his parents. When that he he's tells going his parents, to, he gets Asherah for them. Immediately and he gets yeah. his blessings. And that's I, that was very touching too, because it didn't feel contrived. It felt like this is what they do all the time. This was, he immediately um, touches their feet to get his their blessing multiple times. And that's his way of showing respect and saying, I respect you and I'm, I'm so please bless me on this. So, oh, I think, can you explain a little bit of why they touch the feet? Because I I think that would be good for our listeners to understand. Cause I know because I watch uh, Bollywood movies. Yeah. But touching the feet (laughs) is that feet are, uh, feet are technically the lowest part of our body. Right. So it's like, uh, they are the closest to the ground and they're, I am touching your feet because I'm prostating. And typically, you would not even just touch your feet. The actual way of doing it is to actually prostate and fall Mm -hmm. at the feet and just, you know, completely prostate at the feet. It shows complete supplication to the elders and to God. You do that in temples and you do that to God. uh, And you do also do that to elders to get their blessing. And typically when you try to do, when you do that, most elders will stop you from going all the way down and they'll say, no, no, don't touch my feet because that's, you know, feet is degrading. Don't degrade yourself. I understand you respect me. So it's basically showing complete respect for your elders. And we do that to teachers, to parents and elders, and to God. Those are the three groups. And teachers are higher than God and elders, by the way. Oh, I did not yeah. know that. Yeah. Hmm. Guru, that's that's the shl- uh, prayer that you might have heard in movies. Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu. Oh, Let's I have. Yes. Yeah. So it's um, Guru is Guru is Vishnu. Guru is Brahma. Guru is Shiva. Guru is over God. Guru is teacher. Guru means teacher. But basically that prayer says that Guru is above all God. Wow. Yeah. Anybody who imparts knowledge is above God. So you, you don't even have to pray to God if you pray to a teacher. Interesting. Hindu philosophy also says anybody can be a teacher. Because anybody that you learn from is a teacher. So listeners, if you've learned a thing or two from us, feel free to touch our feet <laughs> and ask for our Or blessings. send us what is called Guru Dakshina, which is teacher's fees, basically, which is a Patreon. <laughs> basically, it's like a dollar or two in Patreon. Wait, that is Guru way, Dakshina. Can I just <laughs> say, even we- set up Patreon. <laughs> we keep asking for Patreon dollars, but we haven't even set it up. <laughs> we mentioned our patreon almost every episode for like the last six episodes and guess what guys i haven't set it up yet <laughs> if you're interested it is going to patreon be it's yeah. going to be patreon.com just wishes the reality just, is popular, yeah you know. yeah just wishes your good wishes <laughs> that can be good enough i guess <laughs> good wishes don't buy me any coffee but all right <laughs> Uh, yes, it was. It was a couple of things. It was a talking in Sindhi. It was a getting a uh, mm-hmm. blessing or ashirvad. It was that. 
it was just the real connection you saw between the three people, right? The, mm-hmm. Between Amrit and his parents and mm-hmm. how his dad just keeps saying, I'm going to back you up, my son. I'm going to back you up. Remember, mm-hmm. I always have your back. I always have yeah. your back. And he really, really does. And he, yeah. you can tell that Amrit's dad probably has his own thoughts about many, many things. Mm-hmm. But he almost, in a very uncle way, because he's kind of closed, mm-hmm. he really does a great job of saying like, my one job is to support my son and that's all I'm here to do. Yeah. And Lavina gets really worked up and she gets so emotional, but he does the same thing with his wife, right? Like, I'm yeah. only here to support my wife. It's my one mm-hmm. job and that's I'm That's what do I that signed really up well. for, he says. Is what, yes. The fact, oh. the fact that she hugged, she said, thank you. She's like, spontaneously says, thank you. By the way, thank you for taking care of me these past couple of days because I've been very nervous and it's been, it's been so nerve wracking for me. And yeah. he says, that's what I signed up for. Ugh. Uh, every one of those little conversations was like a tug at my heart. I was like, Oh, I want to <laughs> be like you guys. That's a perfect yeah, man. Like that's the goal. And yeah. I think you mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. Oh, right. We were on Mandy's podcast. Mm-hmm. Is this real life? And you mentioned it on there that a lot of what we're seeing the kids go through Mm-hmm. Even though the kids are more our generation, mm-hmm. what Arthi and I are doing right now is, le- at least as parents, we're actually probably more like Amrit's parents or uh-huh. Vishal's parents because right. we're immigrants. Our children yeah. are first generation. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing, what Arthi and I have to do often is make the decisions and show the support and sort of block the bullshit from our kids. That's where you and I are. And that's yeah. all. That's also why I love watching the aunties and uncles on the show because uh-huh. I actually relate to them the most. Like yeah. I'm not getting dressed up and going to a rooftop at a, to a Halloween party. Yeah. I'm probably going to high tea, though. Yes. Right? Oh, I wrote this down. Can I tell you something? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Dharma and Chitra, together in their confessionals? Yes. Remind me of me and you. (laughs) (laughs) Who's who? (laughs) Who's watching the Cuban uh, Cuban show (laughs) about castration? (laughs) About castration. That would be you. No, I was going to say that would be you. No, because Chitra also, she does, she always has a great explanation for something. And you know, Dharma's just sort of like giggling on the side. <laughs> I was like, hey, it's me and Arthi. <laughs> she was like, Chitra was so funny. She's like, no, I'm watching the, the Castrado. <laughs> she just throws the man on the floor and then shoots the balls off. I was like, what show is she watching? What She's she watching, watching telenovelas, obviously. <laughs> oh, I love them. And then she has the Cuban push and the fact that she was standing on the on the landing listening into <laughs> Brian so... and uh, Anisha talk about eggs and she comes down right away and she's like, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you know, and I just love that she announces herself too. She's like, you're doing it wrong and I heard you because I'm always eavesdropping. <laughs> She's literally standing there with the hands crossed. Listen. Oh, she's the best. Uh. Oh, she's so good. So the aunties and some uncles go to high tea. Let's talk about the setup here. Uh-huh. Do you think that the uncles were invited so that Raj could come? Yeah, I think they're trying to include Raj and they know that it would look awkward with 
just him there. So they invited the uncles. Also, they're having very baited conversations. Yes. They're like, it's okay to be gay. Anyway, it's also okay to be divorced. Hey, Raj, you're divorced. <laughs> Who are you dating? I'm like, come on. You guys are like, no it wasn't smooth. It wasn't smooth. You just went from. It was like a straight line from gay to divorce to <laughs> who are you dating? It was it was quite a straight line there. Oh man. I also like yeah. when Tarma I like when anybody speaks their language. I love that Tarma always says nay nay huh and then uh-huh. she says Hamari Nasib me Monica. <laughs> There's only Monica's in our destiny. I was like, Oh, I love you. I love Tarma. <laughs> And Reshma keeps quiet. And Reshma, this is the next tea. And Reshma is super quiet, sitting in the corner, never spoke a word. That okay. was odd. It was so weird. Reshma had all this to say in the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Now she's like, Mm-mm, I wash my hands clean and I'm just going to show up. I'm going to yeah. sit there and I'm not going to say anything. It's yeah. very strange. Yeah. And I like that Anisha went through all the couples who would get married. And she <laughs> married her unicorn before... <laughs> before Richa married Vishal she was oh like oh who did I forget oh yeah Richa and Vishal she also <laughs> forgot Bali so, but yeah, okay. that's true <laughs> I also liked how Kalpana comes with her container of pickled masala now what do you think that is do you think that's a I think it's, she's no she's Guju right so she yeah. has the garlic and I have it I'll show it to you Garlic and um, red chili uh-huh. ground up. So it's garlic and red chili ground up into masala. Okay. And you put it, uh, Gujus put it on everything. That yeah. shit goes on everything. <laughs> yeah, it looked delicious. It is awesome. And you can, you get it in the Indian store. I have, I just got myself a, b- a bottle and I've been s- sprinkling it on everything, including pasta. Are you going to bring it to DC so we can put it sure. on cheese fondue? Sure. Oh it my God. Awesome. <laughs> That would be awesome. <laughs> oh, cheese with that. Oh, that would be awesome. Mm, 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 yeah. yeah. It's either, so they do that and then they do the green chili uh, instant pickle. The okay. green chilies in mustard oil. Yeah. That usually is always on their table too. So they yeah. you can eat it. So in a Guju oh. house, you have those. You have the dry garlic chili masala and then the wet green chili. And then you have good. You have uh, jaggery. A little bit of sweet. Mm-hmm. Now, we found out through the Diwali celebrations that, again, Arthi and I were right about where all these people are actually from, their mm-hmm. their families, because yeah. the Ram Chandras are definitely South Indian. <laughs> they are South Indian. They speak Tamil. Yes. Which is my language. So I was not sure whose father was grandpa, but it's Chitra's father. So yeah. Chitra, it doesn't, but Chitra doesn't feel like a South Indian to me. Like mm. Chitra doesn't, but Chitra's mother does. Chitra's uh-huh. mother so, looks very South Indian. Chitra doesn't for some reason. I don't know. She also said Nanama or Amama for her grandmother. Anisha called her grandmother Amama, which is actually Telugu, not Tamil. So I'm wondering if one of them mix. is Telugu yeah. and one of them is Tamil. Oh, so, there you go. Yeah. So a lot of clues there. A lot of clues, but definitely South Indian. Mm-hmm. They look South Indian. They, they look are. like gorgeous, look tall South, South Indian people. That's they are what South they look Indian. Like. They do look South Indian. Also, Grandpa writing her an uh, email saying, Dear Chitra, and signing it off with an attachment of the sandwich. Wendy's chicken, spicy chicken sandwich. That is very much how my father would write me emails and letters. 
when I was in India, he would write me handwritten letters. And when I here, he has been writing email. He used to write me emails. It would always follow a very formal letter writing style with <laughs> dear so-and-so. And then sincerely or cheerfully or kindly or whatever, whatever the signature was. With the, Usually it was sincerely. And then sincerely, appa. Appa. <laughs> you want to know what my dad does? Yeah. Or did? So my dad also very formal would uh-huh. sign all of his emails, even to us, uh-huh. Daddy Shamim, New Jersey. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we live with you. <laughs> you don't need to do that. And then it was to the point where when he was using Facebook, like, and he stopped, unfortunately, like two years ago, but when he was using Facebook, he would sign off all of his all of his posts with the signature. <laughs> my uncles, it. my uncles still do that. They will like randomly. They will write to me. Like I will comment on something they post, and then they'll start a whole thread about yeah. how are you doing and what is happening. <laughs> and then like, here's my number, phone number. Call me. I'm like, don't post your phone number on Facebook. What are you doing? <laughs> my dad always would write, even on Facebook. If I posted a picture, he would be like. You look great, beta. Love, Daddy Shabim, and Jay. I'm like, bro. And then, and then for a while, he used to actually put the town that they were living in. So for a little while, they lived in Randolph, New Jersey. So he used to Randolph, and then he, they moved to Morris Plains. So he's like Morris Plains. By the way, Randolph and Morris Plains are like three miles apart. You don't also. Also, you're my dad. You don't need to tell me where you live in on a Facebook post. Oh, but. my father would actually have this. You know how in a formal letter you have the subject line, topic, <laughs> and then you have your you start. Like so memo. he would actually, yeah, he would have it, and it would be properly aligned and everything and he would send it to me and it would be something stupid like you know can you send me this document over over the next month or so I need it for some bank issue or whatever but he would send he would formulate the email (laughs) and it would be very formal even if it was like completely just a two-line it would have all the parts of letter writing that he learned from his British teacher yes before India got independence. <laughs> that's, that's 100% accurate. I was going to say, they went to like a typewriter class. Yes. <laughs> they did. That was the first thing. That was a huge accomplishment for them to be able to do typewriting yes. and get that certificate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Your dad, my dad, and Gopal, grandpa, mm-hmm. all yeah. are the same typewriter. <laughs> Sign up for the same course. Uh, also, definitely, yes, the Kapais, Vishal's family, and Bali's family are all Cindy. Cindy's, for yes. sure. They look Cindy also. They also look Cindy. Yeah. They have Which that is like, in- I'm, I'm sure people who are listening are like, they all look like Indian people to us. But no, <laughs> <laughs> we can tell. It's like, you can tell Monica has like the most Gujarati face ever. Oh, Monica's dad has a very specific <laughs> Gujarati <laughs> face. Monica's face. dad, if you look at Monica's dad and if you look at Brian's mom, yes. they both have good faces. They have the thin lips. Yeah. The thin yeah. lips that the my mom is. Yeah, the round face, the cute round face, and the thin lips. Yeah. And my mom used to call those lips a uh, uh, money purse. So it's like a money purse that you you tighten <laughs> and it becomes tiny. So that that she used to call it like money purse smile. That's like they have beautiful money purse smile. <laughs> That's what my mother used to call. <laughs> Gujus. Gujus have the pretty mouth. <laughs> yeah. 
we also saw Monica Shaw a little bit this uh-huh. episode, and she's putting the pressure on Brian. Now, Brian, Brian, he's gonna Penny, fuck it up. He's gonna, gonna fuck he's it gonna up. fuck it up. He's hundred percent gonna, gonna, gonna fuck it up. He is going. He's too much into his own head about not being a doctor and yes. feeling inferior yes. for no fucking reason. No fucking reason. marry the woman and you will live a good life. Uh, Brian, you might Brian. not be a doctor, but you're on a reality TV show. <laughs> also, you are so not ever going to be a doctor. No, nobody you, would ever. You are the party. You would be Brian. a doctor. You're the party. You don't have to be a doctor. You you make enough money. You don't have oh to be a doctor. God. She's not with you because. She's probably with you because you're not a doctor. Exactly. You're available a lot more than a doctor would be. Mm-hmm. And also yes. because you're very handsome. Yes. Stop messing Lean into with it. <laughs> Why are you feeling so insecure all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. Don't fuck it up, Brian. Don't fuck it up. Don't, Don't fuck it up. Yeah. What else? That was it. That's all I wrote down, I think. Everything was so good. It was just a perfect episode. Oh, it was such a perfect episode. The five days of Diwali. Oh, yeah. The five days of the- Diwali. I even liked when when Amrit pulls Richa aside and tells her that he's going to ask Nicholas to propose and Richa asks surprise, surprised and then Vishal tells later that he had already told Richa but Richa faked in any way. And then they all get so excited that then of course Vishal has to be like, Nicholas, really loud. <laughs> I loved Nicholas's reaction too in the end when they called him. Yes. He was like, Nani loves me and he was so happy. And I'm like, you didn't win Miss World. Why are you so excited? Amrit uh, is so so this is the part about Amrit that confuses me. He is so likable when he's talking to his family. Yes. His family makes him so likable. Yes. But then when he's just by himself and with the other kids and Mm -hmm. he's just being messy, I get annoyed with him. 100%. Why can't you be who you are with your parents 100% of the time? It's That's so much, such a nicer person. Yeah. And it it seems like he is even that person when he's with Nicholas. Yeah. But when he's with like these young rascals like Dylan, he's like talking about threesomes and stuff. I'm like, stop it. Yeah. You're a nice lawyer, brown boy. Like, knock it yeah. off. Yeah. I do like Amrit a lot more in other scenes. Yes. This was like an oh. excellent Amrit episode. And very exciting. Amrit got to be on Watch What Happens Live. Yes. And Nicholas got to be the bartender. <gasps> that was awesome. Yeah. He got to be on with Garcelle. I know. That is amazing. Do you know who would have actually appreciated even more? Dylan. <laughs> Yeah, the fact that it was it was a show, it was an episode with Garcelle. I know, I know. Dylan would have loved that. <laughs> next time, Dylan. Next time. Soon. Yeah, next time for sure. But you know, now that the show is getting so much um, attention, I hope they get a reunion. I hope they do. I hope, and again, I have to reiterate, this episode was so well done, well filmed. It was so real. It was so authentic, and it was so heartbreaking and heartwarming at the same time it was the perfect real reality episode ever so this is this is where reality shows should aspire to yeah like making that pulling the audience in to the point where you are rooting for people and you're so interested in their lives and want to want good for them yeah it was beautiful it was this should be nominated for emmy yes 100 percent. let's put it out in the universe we're putting it into the universe 
Yes. Family Karma gets nominated for an Emmy. Could you yeah. imagine that's like the only show that wins a Bravo Emmy? Just like <laughs> fucking Watch What Happens Live, which right. I don't know if that even counts. But, but it would deserve it because, I mean, if Watch What Happens Live can win it, anybody can win it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for the Family Karma episode. Tomorrow, tune in and we'll talk about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Real Housewives of New York. Bye. Bye. Bye.